Good morning, troublemakers. It is Thursday. I got my day right. It is March 3rd. We have a whole lot of things to talk about. Talking a little NADA, a little Amazon, a little Ford, a little troublemaking, a little entrepreneurship. Let's go. Let's do it. Everywhere I go, the people We're really want to know who I is and All right. who I be. They start We've decided that bouncing is good. But if you're watching the stream, watching Kyle and I bounce every single day, especially if you turn the sound off, isn't so good so we're working on that we're gonna have like a video <laughs> intro that plays during this part if you're audio version you're not gonna notice any difference you can have a little like leave the audio people are like leave the music a little yes. bit longer please i know i know <laughs> Bring it back you know we're gonna try to get this artist out at our next DeSoto live event because her performing that live would just be the money at a live show <laughs> yes I all right so um, want to start today off with a quote that I came across that I thought was very, um, very appropriate for us as a SODU, us as an industry, because everyone's coming off of big wins. We're coming off of big profits and we know it's going to change, but we've also been saying that for the last like 18 months, things are going really well, but we know at some point it's going to change, but it hasn't yet. And this quote is from Babe Ruth and it says, yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. Smack in the face. <laughs> this is in, in, I don't know if you, you, you might know this. You've been around the industry long enough, but on the retail side, we call this hero to zero. Yeah. It is that phenomenon that if you sold 50 cars last month and it's day one, you know what? Level playing field with everybody right? else. I don't, I yeah. don't love, I don't love that mentality. But it is a part. It's, it's tough. It's a part it's of part old school of car industry. business. But the home runs quote really kind of embodies the reality of it, right? This yes. isn't someone making a decision that you're more or less valuable. This is like the market and business saying, like, "Hey, that's great that you did that yesterday, but guess what? It it doesn't show up on today's scoreboard." And that's right. an interesting uh, parallel with the auto industry. So we're not saying it like hate on your people, love on your people based on their immediate performance. But um, look. We've been hitting home runs in the industry, and it doesn't mean we're going to hit home runs tomorrow. It doesn't count to today's scorecards. Same thing for a Soto, right? We've been doing a lot for 18 months, right? But we're coming right. in as hard as we can. And you probably noticed this at NADA. We're coming in as hard as we can. We have a huge production crew coming. We're going to be running around like a pirate ship just got dropped off out front. If you want to follow the content, if you can't go to NADA, or if you're there and you want to see what we're up to without having to follow us around, uh, follow the hashtag Asodu, hashtag A-S-O-T-U. We're going to be posting all the content there, so that'll work on any platform. And I don't think anyone is really going to hijack that hashtag. Yeah, we're like IP locked. Yeah, done. Except on Facebook and Instagram, and we know someone that's working on that. So I know. It. Hang, I know. hang with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, a lot's going on in retail. Massive news. I mean, this one, this one really did slap me in the face that all of a sudden Amazon has decided to reverse its course on its brick and mortar bookstores. I remember when they launched this, we're like, oh, that's a that's a crazy Every, play. Everybody in automotive was like, see, see? <laughs> you know, they they're they know it's right. We need brick and mortar, right? Yeah. And uh and so this is kind of that like, oh man. But but track with us here is they actually you know the 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 um the interviews that are out there were saying, hey look, we're getting rid of that element, but as we talked about, you know, just maybe three or four weeks ago, they have come out with a new retail brand and they have an intensified focus on brands like Amazon Go, Amazon uh, groceries, um, right? Groceries and then uh, or Amazon Fresh, Amazon Go and uh, Whole Foods. So you've got 
you know, that's it, there, there's a lot of intensity still around brick and mortar. Uh, it just kind of stinks. It's kind of that stinger of like, oh, we really wish the books one. Did you worked, did right? you ever go in a bookstore? And have no, a bookstore? No, I didn't. No, we, we, we peered in in New York, but it, it was, was closed. Early. It was closed. Right. Every time the one right across from the Empire State Building, every time we right. go to New York and go through Penn Station, you walk, we'd walk by it on our way to Hudson Yards and. You're like, it's there. I want to see it because like, <laughs> I think a lot of us that are, you know, we had that college Barnes and Noble experience, right? right. When you're in college and what do you do? You go to Barnes and Noble, you get some okay. coffee, you read, some books, you read the books coffee. for free, right. you read the magazines, you put them back because <laughs> right. you can't afford them, right? And you sit in those really comfortable chairs and that disappeared and uh, Amazon killed it and then Amazon brought it back and now Amazon's like, that's not working. I thought another interesting part of their move is they said they're focusing on cashierless technology. So are we yes. going to see them develop technology that ends up in a lot of our currently favorite brick and mortar brands? Just because oh, I guarantee it. they yeah. develop I, the tech and they understand the path to profit is that way. That's scale. That's how you scale, right? They, they, instead of going, hey, we're going to put 300 com competitors to Walmart out there. We're just going to make it so that Walmart can do what we do, mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's the, without a doubt, that's the SaaS play, right? So thinking, at, man, thinking about that as any business is like, and we see this with dealers a lot, right? We see this, we've seen this with many groups that kind of go, I need a solution for this problem. All of a sudden they solve it for themselves. And instead of going, hey, we're just going to go buy 15 more dealerships and do it in those dealerships. They go create a separate entity, create a software structure, and all of a sudden start selling SaaS into other dealerships because we know that where there's pain in one, there's probably pain in many, right? I mean, the so first that's the the one that comes to the top of mind that's probably the most successful so far or has done it like most in depth is probably Fuse Auto Tech. You know the tech space better than I do. Are they probably right. the best example of someone who's like taken it, deployed in store, jettisoned it, and now has gone like full scale? Is Fuse yeah. in your mind the biggest one? Yeah, I think you know. There's been some that have um, that have kind of done it where it's like saw a problem went out of the store and then started the company. I mean, that's how Car Now essentially happened, oh, okay. right? I didn't know that. Um, where Tim Cox, uh, you know, was, came out of the store, got it, had a connect, was in a store, had a connection with someone that said, "Hey, what if we did this?" And then immediately went out of the store to develop it, right? So there was still that built by car people. Yep. Um, Fuse. A to Z sync, some of these like showroom technologies are really the first ones to kind of be like, oh no, we solved it for our team. Uh, there's a company, uh, Dealer Bible, that I actually worked with at Nelson, right? That has done that. There's actually uh, Carmigo is a trade tool that has done that. So we, we've seen that across the industry in different ways. A lot of the biggest companies though, kind of came as like, hey, I'm going to get out of the dealership and then create this thing. But those homegrown products, I think are going to be the next, the next level of that. Well, speak, sure. speaking of dealers investing in technology. Stop. Segway. Time. Uh, you probably didn't even know you were doing that, but I just skipped our next thing we wanted to talk about because this one was such a good segue. Uh, Steve Greenfield made an awesome announcement yesterday, and it was an announcement for a new dealer fund. And if you don't know Steve Greenfield, check him out at uh, automotiveventures.com. He uh, has a great auto intel report that comes out any every week. It's really in the tech uh, investment space. And um, and basically, he announced a new fund that is going to involve only multi-rooftop franchise dealers who have this appetite and capacity to adopt new technologies. And they're kind of kind of use this as a dealer-funded, almost like an incubator for new technology or new companies that are bringing solutions. Thinking yeah. the thinking is that right? Like if the dealer's on board and the the, the vendor is on board, the partners on board, they're going to both have a vested interest to make it work faster. 
Yep. Yeah. So basically it's a VC, uh, uh, it's a venture fund, right? Um, where they're inviting dealers to invest it to, uh, in the fund, right? And then he's going to manage the fund with his advisory board in investing in new technologies. They'll vet the technologies, bring them in. Uh, you know, they have um, Automotive Ventures has a an investment um, fund already that is filled with some some actual VC, you know some VCs. But this is, I think, a unique opportunity because then those those partner those programs those technologies actually will get more access to dealers that are doing it on ground, yeah. oh, both so to important. input beta test so as important. well as get that feedback. How critical it's, it's really is that? Great. Right, because how many times does a product come out of the incubator and it gets installed in the store and so many things come up? Where you right. realize like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, that's broken. That's bro as much as you can test it. But when you have that partnership level where you're real time testing it with people who can say yep. that before you're like, oh, here it is. It's finished. That's so important. Yeah. Well, I was talking, I was actually on the phone with Jamie Oldershaw, who uh, helped create um, Dealer Raider last night. And, uh, you know, Dealer Raider did not come out of the dealer. It was kind of like you know, a couple of guys, you know, wanting to create content and build, you know, build something around dealers that Google and Facebook kind of couldn't touch. But I was just giving him a little bit of context for like how I used it when I was at the dealer. Right. And that, that was kind of like opened his eyes like, oh, that, that is really valuable. Or, oh, that is really important. Or we have to be able to do this. Right. I mean, it, it you just get that extra level of insight when it's, when it's grown out of the dealer instead of kind of like handed off to the dealer post, you know, post creation. Right. I mean, that's one of the things, I mean, I think Steve's onto something with bringing dealers into these other ventures. Um, yes. I, I do think that it's, it's an often ignored thing, but to remember that one of us is never as smart as all of us and the yep. friction in the dealer vendor relationships the friction that builds up because it's kind of like siloed interest, right? Vendors are always like, you know what dealers need to do, right? And yes. I know dealers hate hearing that statement, right? Because like vendors have no idea, right? And so right. that that builds up all these like, you're going to move to your side of the field. We're going to move to our side of the field. We're going to send a delegation to the middle and see if we can work it out, right? Yeah. And there's going to be a scrum and that's what happens. And so these are things that are moving everybody closer together, same playing field, realizing, I think, I think what's doing it is that we realize now that we're uniting against a common enemy, right? We're uniting right. against the, the technological innovation, the barbarians at the gate. And that's what happens. These things like a common enemy draws sides that usually had some contention. Well, and this is yesterday, actually on pitch tank in clubhouse, we had this kind of like, uh, it, we didn't have a, uh, we only had two, uh, companies pitching. So we had some time to kind of mm -hmm. work this out in real time, especially heading into NADA where it was, it was like, wow. Typically what happens is you come into NADA and you're like all, everybody's like gloves up, right? Whichever way it comes. It's like, we're here to suck you in the mouth and get you to sign. And the dealer's here to, you know, punch back so that they don't feel attacked at on the show. Floor. Oh, everyone's ready to fight. Agenda. Right. We've got our agenda, right? Everyone's ready to fight. Yeah, exactly. And, and the reality is, is that if we entered it with a mindset of collaboration, right? The, if, if the, if the show wasn't the goal, right. And I know, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, like whether you're a vendor or a dealer, you've got certain goals that you've got to hit, you know, you, the ROI goals of like, whether you're going to learn something, sp spending the money on the dealer side or whether you're going and you've spent the money for the space and the ads and all that type of stuff on the vendor side, you have a goal to accomplish. But if the end goal it's to accomplish is more collaboration, more thought together, right. What's what comes out of it instead of just what happens at it at the show 
is much greater. And I think that we're pointing to this more and more often. Right. And that's, uh, that was the spirit of the conversation in the room yesterday on clubhouse. So I I think we're all kind of onto this and that's the energy around the industry. Here's the magic word in this whole scenario. And it's not a word that it's, it's a word I think is gaining traction in, in the behaviors of leaders in automotive, but it's not a word that has been part of automotive culture. It's humility, Mm. right? It takes, you and I have both been on both vendor side. We've both worked at stores, you much longer than I have, but we've been in the situation where either a vendor knows everything, right? right? And everything the dealer's doing is stupid or the dealer's sitting there during the pitch, not even making eye contact, right? Not, and just doing something <laughs> else, right? You're laughing because you know- exactly Emails over here. See, they're doing yeah, this there, they? and they're talking and their whole posture is, I don't believe you, you're wrong, unless you can make me kind of look up from whatever else I'm doing that is so important right? None of that exhibits any level of humility and like, I might be able to learn something here. And that I think is what we're moving closer to. And that's what we're trying to build and encourage through a SOTU. And um, I think that that's what's going to, in, in large part, help us win. Yeah. All right, we got one more thing to talk about. Speaking, we of, do. speaking of humility. Stop. Segway. Time. No, but I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. So it, it is, uh, it's come out yesterday, and we started talking about this with uh, the Ford CEO coming in saying, hey, look, we believe that the dealer is the best place to execute our f- not just current but future strategy, right? And so just a little bit more information about what happened. Um, I think his name is Jim Farley, right? Yep, that's uh, yeah, so Jim Farley says – Hey, what we're doing is we're splitting our business into three entities. Those entities um, will be uh, the, um, I I think it's like Ford Blue. Ford Blue is traditional ICE and combustion engines. Yep. Ford Model E, right, which is the electric version. Uh, And then what was the third one? It was the software. I can't can't remember the exact. I don't remember the third one, actually. I only remember the two. Yeah. So, but essentially like three business entities that are operating in, in, in separate PLs so they, they can keep and then also operating with different personnel right so that the person designing the new EV car is different than the person de- designing the I, the internal combustion technology because they're saying like that's not going away right anytime soon especially for even their own use of items they were saying not just that you know not just commercial and resident or and um and uh sorry retail but also for Ford's use and then saying that Hey, we're not just like, oh, for the moment, we'll put up with dealers. They were saying, right. no, we we actually, we know that the only way for us to do this well is a better partnership with our dealers, right? I, a better I, understanding of what we're working toward together. I talked to a Ford dealer yesterday and he was so excited. He's like, did you hear the news? Right? Did Hello. you hear? Right? I was like, absolutely. I actually did. Um, but he, I didn't, wasn't thinking. He's like, we're so excited. He's Ford Lincoln dealer. And he's like, right. this is what we've been trying to convince them of. And this dealer is committed to customer experience, committed to brand experience. Like he's exactly the guy that should be first in line to get yeah. the EV, the EV stuff because he'll execute to it. But he was so excited. And so I think there's a lot of excitement amongst Ford dealers. And obviously this sends a signal out across the industry because Ford was the first one to do it and say, we believe in the dealers and it's going to be really hard for someone else to take a different turn when uh, such a big one. Now we'll see. Like if it works well, then you know we're fighting for it to be the the standard. You yeah, know? I'm telling you what, Ford's standard. pulling on my heartstrings recently. They're just pulling on all of them, and I love I it. And I'm it. ready. I'm here for it. So. I know it. Um, yep. another thing that is important to talk about with this Ford's kind of humility enough to say these should be separate. 
we'll get into this because we don't really have time for it today, but you and I were talking earlier this morning about how we do this inside stores already with yep. things that we bring together. For instance, um, you know, you, Kyle, as being the marketing director, how many tech issues were you asked to solve for people? Like, hey, my email's not working. Oh, absolutely, all the time, right? And ha having to figure out how to how to segment the tech, the IT person and the marketing person was always a struggle, right? Because they there is a lot of crossover there. And you you the happen to be a unicorn there too. Like you're, yeah. you're good at both, but most people aren't. Yep, exactly. It, yeah, and and it bogs down. What happens is the same thing that Ford is experiencing. It bogs down one element of the business if you don't separate and draw the lines correctly. Right. right? What's more important, making sure that your marketing is working right, you're not wasting $400,000, or that someone needs their password reset on their email. Right. <laughs> Two different yeah. things. I think we also do this in sales and customer experience. Your salesperson is looking at one lane, right? They're like, I need to sell a car. I need to get them. But the customer experience is so much broader than the sales, right? It's Absolutely. also sales and service and how the building looks and how your marketing looks. So I think there's some opportunities for us to actually do like take Ford's lead and say, actually, this is this segment. This is this segment. You put somebody in charge of each. So uh, we'll probably dive into that a little bit later because like that is a big issue and I think we can be a part of helping solve that. Um, but until then, we hope that you're encouraged, right? Yeah, yesterday's home runs. Don't win today's games, but we're swinging every day, every morning. So keep swinging with us. There's a lot of good stuff coming. Um, until then, have a good Thursday. Thursday.